everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Everyone, cheerio! <laughs> pip pip. <laughs> you know you can't say pip pip back. Grace, why don't you don't say know. cheerio? I because don't know the rules. It's your you're the one that was there. Okay, cheerio. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for joining us on Hop Culture episode one twelve. It feels like it's been forever since we've recorded. Uh, we're really sorry that we've taken a few breaks lately. But we've just had a surprisingly busy spring, and Grace was recently abroad. And when Grace is gone, everything kind of grinds to a halt. Mm-hmm. Our dad likes to remind us that if <laughs> Grace does. wasn't here, it wouldn't be possible. The podcast wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Grace. He, he loves to really rub it in how that. critical Grace is. <laughs> I, I feel she like is. He's like <laughs> trying to like make an enemy between me and, and my sisters. <laughs> Well, we all try to keep Grace, you know, in good spirits because it's true. If she decided to throw in the towel, the rest of us would be up a creek without a paddle. Can you name like just two or three specific things that you guys do to try to keep me in good spirits? Um, just, uh, wow, that's mean. You're putting us on the spot. You just said it. That's so true. Of fact, like that's something you're doing. <laughs> that's actually true. We tiptoe around you, Grace. Mm-hmm. We don't even know. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, we have a secret text thread, Grace's minions, that is just me, Anne, and Tess, and we all are like, what can we do this week to to help her be happy? Um. Yeah. So I was in London last week. So I, I've been getting my master's degree, master's of finance. And the Capstone Project was a global consulting project. So you could pick from three different countries to go to. And so I, I, I picked London because it just was like the, seemed like the easiest and cheapest of the, yeah, of I the didn't know there were other options. Go to. Yeah, there were, uh, you could go to South Africa, which Ooh, cool. was interesting Ooh. to me, but was so expensive and such. I was like, I don't want to go somewhere new. And spend all that money and then be stuck doing a group project. Yes, that's you know? very true. Yeah. You'd want to make it the trip of a lifetime if you're going to South Africa. Yeah. yeah. And then they also had, you could go to Madrid, which was cool. But we've we've also been to Madrid. And so it's sort of like between Madrid and London, it just seemed, I don't know, it seems so mm-hmm. fancy going to London on business. I know. You're so. like, it's the cheapest. I was like, what were the other options? <laughs> <laughs> London was the cheapest. Well, luckily, they paid for the hotel the, the program did, but because they paid for the hotel, we had to have roommates, which was, that was probably the worst part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Even though my roommate was, she was really nice. She was really cool. But like, I didn't want to, you don't want to room with a person that you haven't, I hadn't even met her before. Mm-hmm. Just a total stranger. Jet lag. Jet lagged in my Travel 30s. stress. Yeah. I was like, not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That and then the other problem was it was a group project. So that's, you know, enough said about that. But it was overall a success. We got it done. When we finished our presentation, 
I asked the professor and he said we graduated. So sweet. I don't know if we did well, but we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we passed. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what kind of food? What was the food situation there? Oh, the food was super good. And it was basically like you could just leave the hotel and find a million different restaurants. And it was pretty cheap. Uh, like this one guy stopped me and asked if like the food was worth it from this one place. I was like, yeah, it was like, it was pretty good. And he's like, well, if I'm going to pay eight pounds for a burger, it better be good. And I was like, that isn't like that. I don't know. Yeah. I assumed food was like really expensive there. Yeah. It was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was like 10, $10 for like a burger, fries and a drink, which seemed like. Oh, Yeah very reasonable so i don't i don't know where he was eating that was cheaper than that but i thought it was pretty good um and yeah food was just like super good so much variety open late i've missed things like 24 hour convenience stores and restaurants that are open really late were you at (laughs) convenience stores in the middle of the night grace this concerns me I was at convenience stores pretty late. I was wandering. You know, Grace, she loves loves a late night wander. I I was wandering around (laughs) really late at night, but I felt like I was pretty responsible because I still got in earlier than my roommate did. So at least least I had that. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you like Yelp stuff or were you just kind of like, this looks good? You literally just just were like walking in places that looked good? Wow. (laughs) That's it was, amazing. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was very fun. I just tried anything I saw that, that looked like fun, and it was great. Did you oh, tell about getting confused for a local? Yeah, it was – I several times people, like, asked me questions or, like, asked for directions and then were surprised when, like <laughs> – surprises may be dramatic. They, they just didn't think that I was American, which I – was flattered by, but then I realized it really is just that, like, I was by myself and I was wearing, like, professional clothes. Mm, I feel like mm-hmm. that, you know, was just probably makes you the giveaway. Like you, yeah. Yeah. Like and also, I was just sort of, like, walking purposefully. Mm-hmm. So it looked like I knew where I was going. Were they Americans asking you for directions? Mostly? Um, they, no, it was, one was a family. I don't know where they were from. And then one was... One was a British guy. He wasn't asking for directions, but he was just like the guy that asked about my food. Oh, nice. And was he like, <laughs> I was going to try a British accent, but I don't even know where to start. <laughs> was he like, a yank? <laughs> I never would have guessed. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, no, but he, he did. When I started talking, he's like, oh, you're American. I'm just kidding. He's like, oh, well, then because I was eating a a chicken sandwich, but I guess they call everything a burger if it's like on a burger bun. Mm. And and so he was like, oh, is that a good burger? And I was like, yeah. And then um, he's like, oh, you're American. Well, you guys know burgers, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you think it's good, it must be good. And then I was like, oh, I hope but I He's like, I've heard about the chicken sandwich astray. wars all the way across the pond. <laughs> They're raging. Do they all call it burgers, or was it just this one man being confused? I think it's... Later I was reading, like, menus, and they all called it, like, you know, chicken burgers, which isn't that weird, I guess, but... I feel like there was an era when we called them chicken burgers, though, back in the day. I think so, to try to, like, make it more palatable. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. There was a time when I feel like that was a common thing to eat, you know, was like a chicken patty and like, but it wasn't like a fried chicken, you know, it was like just like, like a, a big chicken nugget. Yeah, like a big chicken nugget or like a sad, just like a chicken, like a grilled chicken breast on like a burger bun. Oh. Yeah. Been there. Um, Wait, that's good. It's, I mean, it can be good if it's like seasoned well and there's like a delicious sauce or something, but we're way off track. <laughs> And now I just want a chicken sandwich. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I wish I lived by Chick-fil-A. How was it being there around the time of the coronation? Um, It was was fun. I was just glad not to be there during it because even when I was there, they were setting up like barricades and stuff and it just seemed like it was going to be just complete mayhem. And I got lost several times on the tube. So... I don't really think that I could have handled like closures and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even as it was, stressful. I didn't, I didn't pay for, I didn't want to shell out for like the international cell plan. Oh. And so I would just like get directions while I was on Wi-Fi and sort of take screenshots and then just try to wing it. But it, it went awry a few times. <laughs> um, did you get the vibe that, people are like excited about Charles and Camilla. Um I mean not that you could really get a full read on it just from like yeah, a I, short time. I now. have no idea. There I, there were definitely like pe- some places with like a bunch of pictures and little banners and stuff. Um there were a lot of billboards that were like <laughs> they didn't really make sense like posters and stuff would be like like hey the king who pays the king in it? Like some sort of really like confusing thing that sounded like it was mad about taxes, maybe or like mm-hmm. like we're paying for this royalty like, as the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe even just like I couldn't I couldn't quite understand some of the signs, but it seemed like <laughs> I saw more of those than like people that were excited. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Well, we are definitely not royal experts here it's kind of like wading into um you know like the swifties where it's like you're scared to even broach the subject because some people are such experts you know Mm -hmm. um but we're gonna just have a little conversation about kind of like all the stuff surrounding the coronation um and so this is definitely not like a super thorough background um with like history of, you know, the coronation and Charles and Camilla's marriage and all that. But we're just going to talk about a few just like fun, random facts that we've come across as we've been doing some research just to get you up to speed. Because if you don't know, we should probably have already said, um, this is going to air Thursday, May 4th, and the coronation is Saturday, May, which I I was going to say 6th, but the Brits say 6th, the 6th of May. Um, when I was listening, I listened to a podcast earlier today about it and I was like, oh, I forgot that's how they pronounce it. So it's on the 6th of May. And, um, I did, I did good on that one, didn't I? I hated it. <laughs> I know, it's jarring for some reason. It's probably the proper way. We're not making fun. It's just different, you know. It's There's just, no way. There's no proper way. Yeah, it's just... It's just language. So anyway, um, it's coming up soon. So if you're not, if you're like not into the royals at all and you're like, why are they talking about this? It's because the coronation is this week. Um, so first of all, one thing that the royal, um, I don't know if it was like the official office 
or who it was exactly, but they unveiled the official emoji for the coronation, which I guess I forgot that the queen had had an emoji for her golden jubilee that was a corgi with a little crown. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. I mean, it was just last year, but it was that. like, wasn't it last year or was it two years ago? I know she passed away last year. I know. I feel bad. I can't remember. Um, but that was adorable. This one, it's not super exciting. It's basically just like a multicolored crown in like with like mm. stones that are like significant colors to King Charles and like the royal family. It's fine. It's just... I was hoping it would be something like a little more personal to Charles or something, but I guess it's a little more fitting. They probably don't want the focus to be on him as much as just like the office of, you know, king. Um, So it's fine. But I was a little underwhelmed when I saw it. But it did get me thinking since we love emojis. If we were to have an official like hop culture emoji for, you know, a special event or an anniversary or something, what do you guys think our emoji would be? I don't know if listeners know this bit of hop culture history, but do you guys remember that <laughs> the time that we showed up to record and all four of us <laughs> were, were wearing the same pajama shirt? <laughs> our Christmas pajama that. shirt. The, it was the, the gray and white oh, striped yeah. button up. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. That was so funny. Yeah, I think like a little that pajama shirt would probably be good. I'm trying to think of some other things. I mean, probably something with like Taco Bell would be appropriate. Or yeah, like maybe like a crown with like the three significant colors of like Baja Blast, blue, mm-hmm. and one stone. Mm-hmm. Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese, orange. Yellow orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. There is going to be... Okay, so there is a an official dish. I didn't realize this. So after the coronation, there's like a big luncheon at the palace, at Buckingham Palace for like, you know, obviously like family and whatnot. And I'm sure some guests... And then in communities around England, apparently there's what they call big lunches, which I like that. It's simple simple and descriptive. (laughs) Um, But they have big lunches that are kind of like community events. And um, when uh, Queen Elizabeth was crowned, um, she – and I'm blanking on the year it was. I think it was in the 50s. Um, she Her official dish was coronation chicken, which was kind of like a chicken salad. It was actually funny. It's kind of like the chicken salad that like our mom makes because it has curry powder in it. So it's like, you know, chopped shredded chicken. It had like a little bit of mayo, a little bit of whipped cream. Um, I think dried apricots some onion, some curry powder. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. And it sounds like the chicken salad our mom makes too. So I was like laughing at how similar it was. Um, But it could be, you know, they eat it in a salad or in a sandwich. That was like her official dish and a dish that has been served at like palace events since. Um, And like Brits know it and love it and stuff. And it's sold in like delis and stuff. Um, So now... Uh, King Charles is going to have his own dish, which is coronation quiche. So they're, they've created a special quiche for his luncheon. Um, and I guess he loves um, a cheese and egg combo is like a favorite of his, which I was like, 
I can actually get behind that because I also love eggs and cheese together. Um, but I thought it was clever. A lot of the British tabloids have been calling it quiche Lorraine instead of like quiche Lorraine. Oh. oh. Like, le, like French, like Lorraine, like the reign of the king. That's and I'm like, that's cute. actually really clever. The British tabloids are so like vile in so many ways, but also like incredibly <laughs> clever most of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand. Um, so I thought that was really clever and cute. So I was like, oh, I should make quiche this weekend um, just for fun. So if, you, if you're if you like excited about the coronation, you could have coronation chicken or you could also make yourself a quiche to celebrate. Um, and then there's also going to be... Um, I don't know that it's necessarily like a nationally coordinated thing, but churches all around the country are going to be um, like ringing their church bells in celebration at the end of the coronation. And it's kind of like a national thing that like, I don't know if every single church, but like churches all over are prepping bell ringers to be prepared to ring their church bells. And I watched this really cool video. It was like by CBS Nightly News, I think. And it was focusing on the people that have volunteered to like be bell ringers for the special event. And it was really cool because it's not just like one person like that goes in and is ringing the bells. It's like each bell has a huge rope and it's kind of like a rhythmic, you know, one person pulls and the next person pulls and they all kind of have to work together to like get the the melody going. Um, mm. It was very sweet. You guys know how I love bells. <laughs> So I saw I googled like you should be is I would love a little handbell. Yeah, I that would just be for me. But yeah, I would actually love a little handbell emoji. Um, But I was like very touched by it because people were saying they're like, I'm so excited to be, you know, a, a little part of history and like, you know, work together with my fellow countrymen to like, you know, celebrate this this like momentous occasion. I was like, that's actually super cool. And um there, they interviewed an American woman who first, uh, I think, lived in Scotland on a study abroad. And then I don't know if she works there now or if she just came back for the coronation, but she also volunteered to be a bell ringer because she thought the bells were so cool when she lived there first. And so she, and she's like a young woman, probably like in her mid 20s. And it's like mostly like older people. And then there's like this American girl. And she's like, yeah, I'm just excited to be part of history. And I'm like, that would actually be so cool <laughs> to like <laughs> volunteer in this like little country church to be a bell ringer. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Can you think of anything more, Claire, than a documentary <laughs> about bell ringing for a royal event? I That's was like a the, little teary by the end. The, the, the three like boring pillars of <laughs> Claire's interests. <laughs> it's so true. Well, I was I was truly jealous of this girl. And she was like kind of tear it showed her like wiping tears away at the end of her of like the melody and I was like I would a thousand percent be in tears by the end. <laughs> it was really cool. And there was this sweet the man it kind of had this one man that was like you know, he was the one coordinating the effort at this specific little church. And he was like, they were like, oh, so you're the expert. And he was very much like, oh, no, it's not about me. I'm just happy to like help however I can. And I was like, that's a real patriot right there. You know, he's just excited to to be there to help out his nation. So 
I was inspired. I was, my soul was stirred by the bells for sure. Um, they had the man, the news anchor, the American news anchor guy try it and he was so bad at it. And they were like, <laughs> they're like, it's it's not as simple as it seems. And he kept like frantically trying to like grab the rope at the wrong time and stuff. So I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I wouldn't be as good at this as I like to think. But um, yeah, I thought that was a cute little interest story. So if you're watching and you hear bells ringing, Think of think of the little bell ringers, um, and then I always think it's fun to see like who's going to be at royal event, like who's invited and who's not, because sometimes it's very surprising, like who's included, you know. Um, so the Beckhams will be there, of course. They're always like royal friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber will be there, and he's also been commissioned to create the coronation anthem. So there's like, I guess there's like a few new pieces of music debuting at the coronation. Um, But this specific one by Andrew Lloyd Webber is called Make a Joyful Noise. And so I'm excited to hear that. So he will also be in attendance. Um, Lionel Richie and Katy Perry are among the performers, which I think is very interesting. I always think it's interesting when they have Americans perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's an odd selection of Americans. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an uh, American Idol selection. Yeah, well, ironically, oh. Ed Sheeran is one of the people filling in while they're gone, and he's British, <laughs> so he's like filling that in as a judge, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. <laughs> <That's> weird. <laughs> it's really weird. I'm sure they'll make a joke about it on American Idol. Um, but yeah, it is a little weird. I love Lionel Richie and Katy Perry, but it's also just kind of like. It's not people that are really like currently, it's not like Lizzo or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, why Katy Perry? Do the British love them? I don't know. I think like, Lionel Richie, that's a good question. Lionel Richie is a personal friend of of King Charles, I think. I don't know if personal friend, but they know each other. I can understand Lionel Richie. Yeah. Katy Perry is like. Yeah, Lionel Richie is more of like. King Charles's era, so I get that him a little bit more. But I agree. I love Katy Perry. I feel like we're I'm being we're being mean. Like, why <laughs> Katy Perry? <laughs> I don't think well, she's, she's gonna, not gonna listen. listen. Yeah, <laughs> but it is kind of just random. It'd be like having, I don't know. I don't want to say another name because I don't. Want to I'm just trying artist, to think but- like why just that one? You know, they it's probably have just any odd. American artist. What made them choose? I'd love to know. I just would love mm-hmm. to know. Exactly. Um, Mr. Bean will be there, which of course. I was surprised <laughs> about. He's really involved in charity work, I guess. So, like, that's how the royals know him. Um, but here's – and everyone's talking about this, so, so listeners have probably heard about this already. But one notable snub that I'm having a hard time with is um, Sarah Ferguson. Fergie. Who do you guys know who Fergie is? Mm-hmm. Sort of. Is she Andrew's ex-wife? Yes, she who is. He still lives with and has the corgi. Exactly. So <laughs> I think they still like live together, like as a family. I I'm not t- super clear on that, so I don't. I should have looked that up beforehand. But I feel like I've read that they that as a family, like they all still live together. Um, she's Eugenie and Beatrice's mom. And, you know, Prince Andrew could really use all of the distraction and positive PR he could possibly get at this time. So I would think, I feel like Fergie was always kind of like the likable, zany, 
counterpart of his, you know, so it's kind of like, why not include her? And she was very gracious about it. She was like, oh, yeah, I understand. She was like, you kind of have to, you can't really have it both ways. Like, you know, I we got divorced. And so I'm not part of the royal family anymore, you know. So she was very, like, nice about it. She said she'll be home eating coronation chicken. Um, but the thing that's really bugging me is that Camilla's ex-husband will be there. So I'm like, why is hmm. Prince Andrew's ex-wife not invited when she has children who are part of the royal family? But Camilla's ex-husband and children will be there and they're not part of the royal family. You know, it just seems strange mm-hmm. to me. Her mm-hmm. kids make perfect sense. But like, I don't know. I don't know the, well, the inner workings, but. If there's room for Bear Grylls, there's room for Fergie. Oh, yeah. Bear Grylls yeah, is going to be there, too. Yeah, exactly. That was my thing is I'm like, the Beckhams are there, you know, but. Fergie can't be. I don't know why I'm really going to bat for Fergie. <laughs> Did mom like Fergie back in yeah, the day? I, I, <laughs> I think mom, mom had a soft spot Fergie. for Fergie. So I'm always like, in my mind, I'm like, we're a pro Fergie family. Um, and I've had a little bit of a hard time with Camilla because mom. We didn't ever like. Really, she was part of the '80s, like Diana. Oh, mom could not have loved Diana more. So, yeah. yeah. So, how could she? (laughs) It really influenced me. (laughs) I've had to work through that as an adult and like figure out how to how to embrace Camilla as (laughs) exactly. Yes, (laughs) very important part of exactly becoming an adult. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just kidding. In America. Um, exactly. <laughs> How to be gracious towards Camilla. Um, but did you guys see the invite? Have you heard any scuttlebutt about like the official, the invite to the coronation? I haven't heard any scuttlebutt, but I'm looking at it. Yeah, I loved it. You mentioned it, Claire, before this episode. So I looked it up. I think it's cute. I think, I think it's it cute. Very British. It's funny. I've heard a lot of, okay, a lot may be dramatic, but on a few podcasts, I've heard people be like, it looks like it's an invitation to like a kid's tea party and like negativity. I love that. I thought it was really cute, but I don't have yeah. good taste. So I think, I think it's like kind of supposed to be that look because that's kind of like British. British yeah. wonder. Mm-hmm. It's like British wonder. Gardens and <laughs> exactly. Unicorns and yeah, the, yeah. Stra- bright colors. I mean, all <laughs> of the rest of us trying to make our little invitations look like British wonder are basing it off the royals. They are the British wonder. You know, so <laughs> I really like British wonder. <laughs> we need to trademark that. It had the little bumblebee. The I love the green guy. He's a, he's a, apparently, according to the, article he's like a figure in a lot of british mythology oh i didn't know that i was wondering about him too is he literally just called the green man he's called the green man and i looked it up and he's not to be confused with the green knight from oh i forgot about the green knight green knight wow tess spoken like a real english green a green guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love that all right so being that we are americans we probably don't take the royal family as seriously as the Brits. Um, so we thought that it would be fun to just sort of nominate some people that we would like to see be royalty. The rule was they have to be British. So we couldn't just like, 
I had I had a lot of good ideas that were all American. Well, I, I was thinking about this today, too, and I was like, well, Megan's American, so I don't know why we, we just set this as, like, a boundary for ourselves. We're like, they do have to be British. Yeah. It seems like we, as Americans, can't impose other Americans. Exactly. On. That yeah. seems strange. It's like we- It's a step too far. Mm-hmm. We're already, like, making nominations, which is bad enough. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. Enough. Um, I also had thought of, like, some Canadians and Australians. For some reason, my mind was. <laughs> I was just going Commonwealth as well. Yeah, on British. I could I not. Lo- I looked up what countries are in one. the Commonwealth because I was like, I need to think bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to on this day, and again, this is living or dead. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. Anytime and in there's, history, there's basically no rules. So I would like to say Agatha Christie. Because she's already fantastic idea. The queen of crime. Why not be the queen of country? Ooh, I like. I like it a lot. You guys know I I love Agatha Christie. I also feel like she would write novels that were like thinly Mm. veiled with state secrets Mm -hmm. that she was unearthing as time went on. And it'd be like like under a different name. But then, like, mm. you, you know, it'd be discovered later. Yeah. Yeah. Like I Like how she that. wrote under... What was that, that name she wrote under? She wrote some books that weren't mysteries. I don't know. I didn't know about this. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, my only concern is that, for some reason in my mind, she's already, like, 85 years old. So... Maybe she <laughs> she could start young, you know, like you said. Yeah, I don't, we're I don't going understand. on different timelines. Yeah, this is just. <laughs> why would she have to be the age that critique. she she was? Well, just she in died. my mind, it would be like hard on her. You know, it's like that's a lot to like be thrown into. I already yeah, am worried. True. Charles and Camilla are you know getting up there. It's going to be hard on them. But that's a good point. I guess I'll specify a middle aged Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Agatha in her prime. <laughs> Well, if you're looking for youth, I have someone that I would like to nominate for. Dang, that was my queen. transition. <laughs> that was my transition. I love that. I would like to nominate one Peppa Pig. Oh, <laughs> great idea. Peppa Pig. If you're looking for a queen with the it factor, Peppa is your girl because she has. 30 million YouTube followers. <laughs> Peppa Pig has been broadcasted in 180 countries. She's well-traveled. We know that she has been to Paris. She has a French pen pal, Delphine Donkey. <laughs> I think she could, like, she's maintained, like, a good diplomatic relationship with a number of countries. Um, she has the royal family's approval already because the queen apparently would watch Peppa Pig with her grandchildren. Okay, that's adorable. That's you really mean her great grandchildren? I said grandchildren. Oh, I mean, it must have been great grandchildren. You never know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, I watch Peppa Pig, so. <laughs> and then she has also appeared on the on the stamps for the British Royal Mail. Um, That's cute. I didn't know that. She She's an Aries, which means she's a natural born leader. <laughs> wow. um, you put a lot of thought into You did. This. I, yeah. I, I've, I have really prepared a case. She's precocious, which I believe means she could handle the royal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't feel the need to flee 
like some wow okay i didn't see it going this way Yikes. i think you know it's important in leadership to have a sense of humor and peppa's got it and she is apparently seven feet tall so not only is she loved she is feared well so and the royals make a great queen you know there's a lot of marrying cousins and i think just some height genes it could mm-hmm. only help just at pep, like get in some other species mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Just mix, up the mix it up. Yeah. Mix things up. I, so, up. so we're allowed to nominate <laughs> animated, an, animated fictional, fictional children. <laughs> Who are, that are pigs. Pig. Yeah. <laughs> She's British. That was the only rule. Great. <laughs> I didn't understand. Accent is all that matters. <laughs> Um, I think that Peppa would be beloved. She is the people's pig, and the people's she pig. could really rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great! I idea. would love to see Peppa in a yeah step into a leadership role. But if you're looking for eternal youth, I think my pick could be good. I'm going to nominate Doctor Who. Oh, great idea! Oh. Technically, he's not from planet Earth. But he appears in the form of a British man, so I think it. <laughs> well, yeah, why does he? <laughs> He's he always only British. appears as British. Yeah, which I think shows that he uh, is committed to the British people. You would never have to coronate another king again because he would just keep reincarnating, reincarnating, reincarnating. He's a problem solver. He's a little quirky and eccentric, but. That could be said of every monarch, uh, I think, that's ever ruled. He has a little flying machine. He's very powerful. (laughs) I just think if you're looking for power, really the only... I haven't seen that many seasons, but one of the seasons that I saw really scarred me. It's that one with those angels, you know, the, like, stone angels. Not this one. Move. Yeah, you know, te- you close your eyes. Tess made me watch that one. That was a scary <laughs> that scarred me. episode. It's really scary. And he conquered those, so I think he could do anything. I think that's a good option. And I we know that he's incredibly popular in Britain already, so that could really only help. Well, my suggestion is someone who is not necessarily well-known yet, but I think she has the the chops to become um, a beloved figure. And that is Camilla Fortescue Chumley Brown, otherwise known as Chummy from Call the Midwife. I would follow Chummy anyway. I would follow mm-hmm. Chummy to the end, absolute ends of the earth. So Chummy, for those of you that are not familiar, um, was a character who was not very long on the show. But I – and the thing that I don't understand is the reason she left the show – was the actress said she had too many other projects. I have seen her in nothing since that, where she was a sidekick to um, Melissa McCarthy, and they were like, Oh, I forgot that she was in that movie. That's the only other thing I've ever seen her in. Maybe she's been in projects that are like, not, you know, haven't made it to the US. But I'm like, Chummy, we could have (laughs) used you. She would have made that show, because the show, I kind of feel like went off the rails, like the longer it went. Personally, um, I haven't watched the most recent episode or seasons, but she so Chummy came from a um, highbrow, well-to-do background, 
But um, she decided, she chose of her own accord to go to nursing school and to come serve the underserved and um, mostly impoverished population of Poplar in London. And she was humble. She would take, you know, she... She didn't give the air of someone who was good in an emergency. She was kind of like bumbling and silly. But then when it really came down to it, she was very a very good midwife and um, very humble, very likable, self-deprecating, but also like very noble. I just think she's shown that she comes from like a noble background, but is not afraid to... Get her hands dirty. Get her hands dirty. Exactly. Get things done. She ha- definitely has the air of like a Diana with like doing the charity work and going, you know, to the hospitals and stuff. So I just feel like she would uh, just be an obvious, an obvious good choice. And then I have mm-hmm. another quick short one, which is just Keanu Reeves. He's Canadian. Debatably. Oh, they're, oh, because they're part of the, are they part of the? Yeah, they're part of the Commonwealth. I'm sorry. Oh. These rules were not explained. I, well. I know. Going I'm rogue. going off she the. Didn't explain I'm going rogue. I just rest. decided to go with Commonwealth counts, and so I'm just like, who's the most likable celebrity worldwide? Keanu Reeves. He's Canadian. Right. Great. Well, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> it would be a PR landslide that the that they desperately need. <laughs> that would be huge. I just want to go on record as saying my answer would have been very different had I been given. <laughs> <laughs> the proper rules up front. You write the script, you make the rules. So that's how it goes. <laughs> okay, I think we have given the British people some great ideas here. Um, <laughs> so I hope at the very least they'll consider a new Duke or Duchess, if not the new King or Queen. So let's finish this episode with Weekly Wins. I am in my salad era. Oh, nice. I've really figured out a hack, and I'm excited to share with everyone. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Zaxby's um, Buffalo Blue Zalad. It is the best salad ever. There's no better salad than this salad. And I don't live by Zaxby's. I don't live anywhere near a Zaxby's. And every time I go somewhere where there is a Zaxby's, no one is excited to go there. Nobody wants to go. So (laughs) I don't understand you people, but um, I have figured out how to make it at home. And I'm actually like disappointed in myself for not thinking of this sooner. But the game changer is really the chicken at Costco that comes in like the green bag. Mm-hmm. Um that's like everyone says it tastes like the Chick-fil-A chicken. It used to come in nuggets, but now it's like chicken breasts, so it's like a big old chunk. Um so you toss the chicken, you cut it up, you toss it in the buffalo sauce, and then you can just add blue cheese fried crispy onions mm-hmm. that you can buy. Um, and I like to toss it in ranch because something about like blue cheese dressing is sus. It's I don't, too much for me personally. It's, really, it's thick. Like, yeah. Yeah. It scares me. I'd rather have like <laughs> a chunk of blue cheese, like chunks of blue cheese, but like 
ranch dressing. I, it's kind of like I that with feta too. Like I like feta in things, but I don't mm-hmm. want a mouthful of feta. I just want the essence yeah. of feta around me. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you can put other veggies in it, but I prefer yeah. only veggie to be the lettuce. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, we've been eating it. Every single day for lunch. Nice. And I love a food, uh, like a food hyperfixation. It's yeah, so both, fun to be in that era. It really is. Matt and I are both excited about mm-hmm. it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep buying more and more of this. Last time we were at Costco, I got two bags of chicken. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's a fast track to burning out, though, I feel like. When yeah. I stock no. up on something too much. No, I. it's going to be a long time before I burn out. <laughs> I've I've circled back to BLTs, which oh, are, BLTs are so good. No, it's one of my go-tos. Um, I decided to just cook an entire like package of bacon in the oven and then just keep it in the fridge, so I have it like at the ready. And it, nice. it's another game changer. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of Costco, my weekly win was that. This just happened today. Uh, Molly was talking to Penny and she was like, Penny, um, when mom and I went Costcoing the other day, blah, 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 blah. And I loved that she turned it into a verb when we went Costcoing. So I was like, I'm going to call that. I'm going to just use that now. And then the other small thing was that um, I made uh, ants on a log for the first time for my kids today. I realized I'd never made it. And I was trying to explain to them. I'm like, it's celery and peanut butter. And raisins. Like, it doesn't sound (laughs) good. But I actually did chocolate chips instead of raisins just to lure them in, which I actually think I prefer raisins because chocolate and celery don't really go, but it worked. Um, But I just forgot how delightful ants on a log are. They're really good. It's good. And it's like a pretty filling snack, you know, as far as like after school snacks go. So it's wild how much the raisins elevate. They do. Mm. It's just the chewiness. It's the texture. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got. You got to have some oh, good raisins. Good. They got. You got to have the good raisins that are not. They haven't been. You know, suctioned to the bottom of the little container. Yeah, they got to have a little. Yeah, a little chew. They have you to don't be fresh and plump. Rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm adding yeah. celery to my <laughs> lightness and brightness. <laughs> do you have raisins, Anne? Make sure I you have, have raisins. raisins. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a. Taco Bell item that I think everyone needs to try because it's unlike any other item. So I'm not sure if I... Okay, I'll just say it. (laughs) It's the (laughs) Breakfast California Crunch Wrap Mm, from Taco Bell. That sounds good. Before 11 a.m. That's tough for me. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's tough. (laughs) I understand that. But it's a sacrifice you have to make just at least once. Because <laughs> it's so worth it. <laughs> it's tough for me. Is the Taco Bell so close to your house? <laughs> I went there the other day and they got, they made my burritos with white rice. What? Oh, no. I didn't know they I didn't had know, white I rice. I didn't even know you could get right, white rice there. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, so what's, wrong what, what makes the, the Crunchwrap California? The California part, I think it's avocado. Because you know how, uh, how mm. California rolls have avocado? Mm-hmm. 
So I think it's the avocado. So it has guacamole. I think it has little chopped tomatoes. It's all kind of in like a scramble. So it's got like scrambled eggs, bacon, and cheese. That sounds all good. All together. And then it's got a little um, hash brown patty on the bottom. And then it's in like a little crunch wrap. And it's like a tiny little guy. It's like that big. Wow. And it's delightful. It's so good. Is there a tostada like in the middle, like a normal crunch wrap? Or is the hash brown? No. That? The hash brown is the is the, is the crunch. <gasps> that actually yeah, sounds so good. very it's good. really good. And the reason we found it is because Luke found out that you guys were on Taco Bell Reddit. And he loves Reddit. And so he... Went on Taco Bell Reddit, and now he's on there every day. (laughs) (laughs) On the prowl for new things to try. And he's getting mad because people keep posting about, like, this one glitch over and over and over. (laughs) And then, like, the experienced Taco Bell Redditors will be, like, on there, like, please look at the other, (laughs) like... Don't waste our time. Yeah, exactly. Don't waste our time. And Luke is one of those. Um, Does he anyway, comment? Please tell me he comments. I don't think he comments. I'll have to ask. I, I could see him secretly commenting well, I would love and that. not telling me about it. But he said that a lot of people on that Reddit say that that's like one of their favorite items. So I had to try it. And I can confirm it's worth the hype. Hmm, that sounds fun. All right. Well, my win is simple because I'm saving... Anything that I've bought, we're going to have an influenced episode soon. So <laughs> I'm saving those up. Um, so my win is just that I am graduating. I'm officially completely done and now have a master's. And I just feel so happy to not have school anymore. Mm-hmm. We're so proud of you, Grace. I'm proud of Grace, but I'm also just like a little annoyed at her. <laughs> I wanted to get... The first master. <laughs> I thought Matt got the first masters in the family. Well, yeah, but he like he's an in law sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But I mean, if it had to be anyone, I'm glad it was Grace. True, mm-hmm. she deserves it. Thanks. I don't. I don't know why, but <laughs> if it had to be anyone, like we didn't, we didn't want any of us to like, succeed. If none of us can succeed, if we can't all succeed, none of us can succeed. It's toxic. <laughs> Yeah, Grace, she deserves it. She's worked so hard. Mm-hmm. It's no small feat balancing a full-time job and getting a master's degree. Yeah, I'm actually And yeah, mothering a dog. Mm-hmm. And renovating a house. Yeah. No one called me on full-time mom, mothering full-time a dog. Yeah. I was trying to be nice. And mothering a dog. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.